Hey, welcome to the First Two Entrepreneurs podcast, where we feature first responders that are also entrepreneurs or running business on the side. We are here to showcase these businesses, but also talk about the difficulties running a business while being a first responder. My name is Ryan Ballard, and I'm your host. All right. In today's show, I'm super excited to welcome Roy Smalley. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. I appreciate you coming on and, and joining me today. Um, well, it's a great pleasure. Excited about the episode and uh, excited for the listeners to hear all about you and all of the things that you have going on uh, in the background between uh, your two jobs, volunteering, um, you know, and many other things. So we'll try to touch on as much as we can here and uh, hopefully provide some value to the audience. Great. Yeah, looking forward to it. So Roy, you're obviously this uh, podcast has to, um, there are first responders that are on the podcast, right? So firefighters, police officers, dispatchers, um, some military, and um, I know that you are a firefighter. Is that correct? I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm a paid on call firefighter. Uh, here in Mayville, Wisconsin, and uh, you know, I, I almost, I almost uh, feel a little bit of imposter syndrome coming on because uh, so far the episodes that I've listened to have all been career firefighters, and and here I am, I'm, I'm just a volley. So uh, while uh, other people have a have a side hustle that goes along with their firefighting, firefighting is my side hustle. Awesome, very cool. Um, how long you been doing that for? Uh, I've been on Mayville Fire Department for eight years, a little over eight years. Uh, was with uh, Dodge County Hazmat as well on the Hazmat team for a little over three, but I took a pause on that for a while. Okay, very good, very good. What led you to get into the fire service, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I mean, honestly, uh, the uh, the fire department in my city posted that they were looking for members, and I had never even considered that I could be a firefighter. I didn't know what it what it took to be a volunteer firefighter or, or career for that matter. Uh, so I, I looked into it. I had a couple of friends who were on the department and and uh, they steered me in the right direction. I uh, applied and interviewed and here I am. Uh, awesome. took, have, took me Since then, I've taken my firefighter one and two, have gone through a few levels of RIT training, uh, currently studying fire officer one, uh, and I've gone through uh, incident safety officer and health and program, health and safety program manager training as well. So I serve as the uh, health and safety officer on my department. Oh, very cool. That's awesome. Now, you, so you've been doing this for the last eight years. Um, you've been doing it part time. What else have you been doing in the uh, as a full time gig? Uh, my full time gig is as a, a fitness trainer and a stress management coach. Uh, own my own, uh, actually co own uh, a, uh, a fitness and wellness business here. Uh, currently sitting in my my own studio. Uh, but I also partner with a number of other facilities to provide services for them. Awesome. Very, it goes hand in hand with the fire service. Oh, very much so. Yeah. And I, I wish it went hand in hand a little bit more. Uh, you know, we, we, we could always use a little bit more fitness, a little bit more wellness in the fire service. And one of my aims is to, is to help bring that in. Awesome. Good to hear. Yeah, we definitely, uh, definitely that. I mean, I, I am one of those people that needs to start hitting the gym a little more. <laughs> No, no doubt about that. Um, you know, so we, so how long have you been doing or how long have you been in the fitness industry for? Uh, well, I've been doing that full-time since 2011. Uh, and before that I was full-time in it. 
Okay. I was, uh, I was, I was pretty overweight up through my mid thirties. Uh, I'm five ten, and back then I was uh, two fifty ish pounds. Uh, and uh, a number of life changes led me to decide I was going to lose some weight. So uh, made some made some pretty dramatic lifestyle changes. Lost uh, about a third of my body weight, and that got me into running, triathlon. Uh, became an indoor cycling coach, and uh, started doing fitness classes and coaching people on the side. Uh, that I developed such a such a love for that I, I figured I'd give my hand uh, at trying that full time. That's awesome. That's amazing. It's crazy how many times you hear um, hear about these stories of drastic transformations like that, right? Whether you know they had a, some kind of medical issue in the past and now they are just a thriving, super fit you know person that's just living life to the fullest. And I I just love seeing it. So kudos to you for that. Thanks. Thanks. I, I always appreciate hearing other people's stories as well. And, you know, I, I would, I would see it on TV. I would read it in books and I'd always think, yeah, you know, that's, that's not me. I I, I can't do that, but really it, it wasn't anything huge. It was some common sense changes that added up over time and led to eventually a really dramatic transformation. Awesome. Very cool. Now, you know, outside of your, you know, part-time gig as a, as a fireman, uh, your full-time gig as a uh, fitness coach and, you know, co-owner, co-owner of your gym, you know, I, I noticed that you do quite a bit of volunteering in a yeah. few, di- in a few different aspects at that. So um, I am very big in the non-for-profit space as well. Um, and, you know, I, my whole life is geared towards servitude and, and I feel like you are also in the same shoes. Absolutely. Uh, one of our family values is, uh, is, is service. So, uh, we try to, we try to be as involved as we can in the community and, and lend a hand wherever and whenever we can. So, um, I'm involved volunteering with our local food pantry, uh, doing distribution, collection, organization. Uh, I am involved very heavily at our church, uh, where I, uh, I teach fourth to sixth graders, on Sundays, and we do a Wednesday night Bible quizzing program that we're we're uh, driving to our first competition tomorrow. So we're all very excited about that. Uh, and uh, uh, every year, I uh, organize a free community Thanksgiving 5K that uh, raises money and food donations for our local food pantry. We've been doing that. I think this will be our 12th or 13th year in a row doing that. It grew from uh, from eight or nine people that met in a gym parking lot to just go for a run on Thanksgiving morning. And we had uh, about 80 people last year raised over 500 pounds of food and $200 in cash donations. Wow. Yeah. So it's really come a long way for, for a smaller town in Wisconsin. It's, it's become a pretty big event. That's fantastic, man. I love hearing it. I absolutely love hearing it. It's, you know, I think um, as a, first responder, no matter your full-time, part-time, doesn't matter. Um, I think that we all always have that um, that fire inside of us, I guess you could say. Um, I hate to use another podcast name, but it's a good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and to to continue to serve, whether you know, you're doing it at the fire department, you're obviously helping people there, you're volunteering, you're a fitness coach, I mean, you, you've embodied that throughout 
you know, your entire life, which is absolutely incredible. Um, absolutely. And, and, you know, being, being a firefighter, regardless of whether you're a career or volunteer, I think it's a lifestyle. We do what we do because we want to see things better. Uh, and, and that naturally bleeds over into other areas of our lives. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, I was reading, I was reading about you a little bit and I saw that you also have fostered and adopted kids throughout your life. Um, you know, I do, I know a couple of people that were adopted, um, and they are extremely thankful and, and happy that, that it happened. And, you know, they're with great families and, you know, just a, an awesome story behind it. Right. Um, you know, I don't know a whole lot about the foster industry, however, um, you know, so if you could fill in the viewer or fill in the uh, listeners uh, a little bit about that foster um, experience, um, just let them know, you know, how you felt, how it made you feel, any kind of um, ups and downs and in, in yeah. you know, your whole experience with it. Absolutely. And, you know, fostering uh, kids, kids are often in foster because they, they come from uh, you know, uh, maybe a bad circumstance. So uh, uh, people with big hearts tend to tend to go toward foster because it takes a big heart to be able to to hold those kids close and and uh, know that they might be going away someday uh you know back to their back to their uh their their original home uh so yeah that's that that's that's kind of you know we had adopted before we fostered uh we adopted from uh from from china a little girl who has spina bifida um and uh, going through advocating for her, uh, both medically and socially, we felt that uh, fostering was a natural next step for us. You know, we had always wanted to uh, adopt again, and and we thought we'd try fostering and see whether that led maybe into into adopting eventually. So um, we uh, we looked into it. We we wound up finding an agency um, and uh, uh, applied through them went through all the training to become foster parents and wound up uh, fostering a, a beautiful little girl uh, who was with us from ages two to five. Uh, we were originally told, yep, expect to adopt her. She's going to be with you forever. And, you know, we treat her like she was our own daughter, which in our eyes, she was. Uh, but uh, things happened. And eventually that agency wound up disrupting that foster placement and moving her somewhere else. And that absolutely broke our hearts. Um, and while we were prepared mentally for that to happen one day. I, I, I just don't think we were prepared here for that to happen. And, and uh, we, we weren't sure we we're going to do that again. We weren't sure we were going to foster again. But uh, a few months after that, uh, one of the other guys on my fire department uh, came to me and said, hey, hey, Roy, I know you were trying to adopt out of foster. And um, his, uh, his nephew was, had been bounced around through the foster care system and at that time was in a, a treatment group home. Um, he, he said, would you consider taking my nephew in? So we drove up and we met his nephew and, and I had a couple meetings and, and we, we said, yeah, let's do it. So he, he came to stay with us. And uh, that was back in 2019. Uh, his adoption was just finalized this past July. So he, when we have a daughter and a son now. Uh, that, that's incredible. So yeah, it was it, it and it, it absolutely it, it has its ups and downs. You have to be prepared for uncertainty. Uh, you talked about the whole the whole VUCA uh, situation a couple times on this podcast, mm -hmm. and that's, that's what foster is. Is it's 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 volatile. It's uncertain. 
Uh, and, and, you know, you, you got to be prepared for that. But, you know, as, as firefighters, we absolutely are. We are prepared for situations that can turn on a dime. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it, yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. VUCA is a, uh, it can be a bitch sometimes. There's no, <laughs> no, no, you know, sugarcoating that. That's for sure. I mean, no, you know, and, and it's not just in firefighting, it's, it's life, you know, VUCA is, is all around us, unfortunately. And, yeah. uh, you know, you just, as firefighters, I think we're in first responders in general, you know, I think we're a little bit more apt to deal with it. Um, just because it's something that's always been instilled in us from, from the beginning, um, or at least it should have been. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, but it, it happens in life. It, it doesn't matter whether you're a first responder or not, it can, can happen to anybody. And, you know, unfortunately it seems as if you kids in that foster system or foster systems in general deal with it on a daily basis. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, and it and, sucks. And in younger ages, they they don't necessarily have the tools to be able to deal with it well, yeah. like many of us do. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean that's and I'm and I'm hoping that the more and more people that listen to the show and they listen to that episode in particular with uh, with Jose Polanos, he is a unbelievable mind when it comes to dealing with that. And um, you know, I hope that the people that have listened to it can look that terminology up and, you know, hear you and I talking about it now and can look it up and find ways to, to deal with, um, you know, all four of those, uh, aspects of, yeah. you know, of VUCA and, um, hopefully make their life a little bit, uh, um, you know, a little bit more easygoing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, I, I appreciated that episode. Yes. I, he is, he's an awesome guy. I, I absolutely love talking to him. Um, so you've had so much happen in your life, right? Um, you know, a, a health struggle that turned into an amazing thing for you. It turned into a career path. Um, and you're able to help transform other people's lives. You've, you know, you're, you're a fireman, you, you've adopted, you fostered, you volunteer, you, I mean, you do so much. How do you manage it all? Speaking in regards to time first. Uh, you know, running my own business, it, it, it makes my schedule a lot more flexible. So I'm able to, to, to get, uh, to do things that maybe if I had a full-time job that was, you know, nine, 10 hours a day, and I was away from home the whole time for big blocks, I wouldn't be able to do. So I can, I can arrange my schedule around the things that, that really matter to me, the, those, those big rocks that you want to fit in. Um, but especially recently, as, as my business has grown and I've expanded into different areas like writing and um, I'm presenting at some conferences, uh, I, I've had to learn how to say no. Uh, and, and, you know, which, which is very difficult for somebody who wants to be able to, to make things better, to say, yeah, no, I can't do that right now. Uh, yep. I know exactly, exactly what you're talking about because they, for years or for a long time, I've always had that issue. Hey man, can you do this? Yeah. Hey, can you do that? Yeah. Hey, can you do this? Yeah. And it was just, it was just on and on and on and on and on. And 
you know, finally, literally just recently, I just started saying no. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it sucks because as you alluded to, you know, we're people that always want to help, right? And in, oh. in, in any way that we can, whether it's something super small or whether you're, you know, picking up another volunteer opportunity that's going to, you know, take time out. And it's, it's tough to say no, it it still is for me. Um, But I've noticed that since I've been saying no to to things, you know, occasionally now I've had less, uh, you know, um, racing thoughts go through my mind, you know, Oh my God, I got to get this done. I got to get that done. I got to get that done. It's less of that because I have less responsibilities now. Mm-hmm. you know and yeah. and more more time for self-care which is super important and i know you've talked yes. about that in the podcast before too yep a hundred percent i've I'm a, I'm a big believer in um meditation you know, i'm yeah. doing mindfulness meditation i always thought it was a you know before i actually tried it you know i'm like ah eh, i don't know about that you know it seems kind of um you know quacky or you, you know whatever whatever terminology I, you want to come like, up with i like to say crunchy yeah yeah and <laughs> I tell you what, ever since I started doing it, wow, does it work? Yeah, it works. And you know, people in people just got to find their outlets, right? Whether it's meditation, whether it's yoga, whether it's fitness, whether it's you know taking a long walk, reading a book, you know, whatever it is, you know, right. find find your outlet, take a load off, start your you know self care. You know, I never, I never in my life even thought of that growing up or even until I started my own entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, it's then what, that I, that I found it. It was then that I found it. And I I wish I would have found it earlier. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, And it's interesting that you bring that up because, you know, I self-care wasn't anything that I gave a lot of thought to either until I became my own boss and mm-hmm. realized that I, I, I can't care for other people. Well, if I'm not caring for myself as well. That's a hundred percent in right there. A hundred percent. And, you know, we, again, we, we look to, to be those people that, that help, 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 help. And then most people forget about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You and gotta keep refilling that tank. You do. You hit it right on the head. You can't, I can't help anybody if I don't take care of me. Mm-hmm. And same is true for anybody else. Right. Otherwise you're not going to be around to, <laughs> you know, to do that. So you're just, or you're not going to be at that optimum, you know, performance level at at the very least. Mm -hmm. So, um, now you, you touched on this briefly, um, you're writing now. I saw you wrote for crackle. Um, and you're doing some other writing as well. What, what have you been writing about? Has it been fitness? Has it been, uh, life experiences? Uh, but been writing about fitness and wellness topics as it relates to, uh, to the firefighting industry. Uh, so yeah, I wrote uh, I wrote a couple a uh, couple articles for Crackle. The most recent one was on uh, biohacking the firefighter body. So uh, kind of fitness and wellness hacks you can do to I- improve your performance as a firefighter. Um, I've written for uh, the Wisconsin Fire Journal, which is the uh, the publication of the Wisconsin State Firefighters Association uh, about weight loss and. Um, uh, most recently, I wrote an article called "Build Backs Better" uh, about uh, taking care of the firefighter back and where you know uh, how backs are the number one injury and how how that can happen and what departments can do, what individuals can do. Um, 
Uh, I've also written for the, uh, um, the Wisconsin Fire Chiefs magazine. Uh, they had me write an article on um, uh, cooling incident, uh, cooling at uh, incidents. So uh, from, a, from a kind of a health and safety perspective, uh, cooling strategies for hot weather incidents. Oh, very uh, but cool. I also, but I also write for uh, regularly uh, a, a fitness and wellness related column for a regional newspaper. So that that uh, that has really helped kind of uh, help me hone my chops, so to speak. That's fantastic, man. Again, you're doing you're doing a lot. You are doing a lot. That's for sure. Yeah, and I just started doing the writing stuff within the last year, and uh, and it's like I said, business has kind of taken off, and that's that's been taking a little more of my time as I as I get used to that that groove. Uh, so I, I've had to say no to some other things, but I, I, boy, I really enjoy that. And it's, it's led to some more opportunities. I'll be presenting at a couple conferences, the, uh, the Wisconsin state firefighters convention. And, um, I just recently got invited to, uh, to be one of the presenters at, uh, the national volunteer fire council's uh, annual training summit in, in June. So I'll be there. That's awesome. See it. The more and more and more you you um, hone your craft, and you know whether it's your, your whether it's your full time uh, fitness gig or whether it's the you know part time or, or volunteer firefighter gig, it's it, you are honing your craft, you are pushing forward, learning new things, applying those things, and then now pushing it out to everybody in your audience which has led to a number of opportunities for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I love it. You said learning new things because man, you, you got to constantly be learning no matter what you do. Absolutely. There's no, you're never going to know everything. And the people no. that think they know everything don't, and they sh probably are the last people to be talking in, in that manner. Most often mm -hmm. I found at least, um, but you know, you you have a lot going on. You know, you said you're you're dedicated to service. Um, you know, uh, in a few of the a few of the podcasts I've asked, uh, which you know you've uh, listened to, and um, you know, I ask people what their commitment is, and it's it's a deep question. Some people don't know, and that's totally totally fine. But now, if they don't know, they've thought about it mm -hmm. at, at the very least. Yeah, and you know, what their commitment is in life, what their commitment is to their family, what their commitment is to their job. And one of the things that we, uh, that we do at, um, you know, at Height, the marketing agency uh, that I have um, on the corporate side, um, Jose is one of the ones that uh, um, asks us what our commitment is. And I, before that time, I have never even thought of it at once. And now that I have one, and it, and it could change, you know, it doesn't have to be set in stone, right? Um, but now that I have one, it almost gives you an extra sense of purpose as well. Right. You know, and, you know, mine was, you know, I'm committed to living a life of servitude and making a positive impact. And, you know, I can rattle it off, you know, super easy because I've said it so many times now. And, and um, again, I, I think I think it gives me a little more purpose in life and a little right. bit more of a direction. Like a, per, like a personal mission statement, you know, yeah. is, is everything you're doing lining up with your personal mission statement? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, do you, have you thought of that? Have you, 
Has that thought even crossed your mind? You know, it, it, it hadn't before I heard you say that in one of your podcasts. And, and after you talked about that on one of your, one of your episodes, I was like, boy, what, what do I want to do? And, and, and I, I thought about it and, and, and I think what I want to do is I want to stand in the gap. Uh, if, if there's a gap that needs to be filled, if there's a need that needs to be met, that's, that's kind of where I want to be. And that's, that's really what drove me into the fire service was there was a need and I, I went to stand in that gap. And uh, that's what led us, what led me to, uh, to adopt with, uh, with, with my wife, our, our son, there was a need, let's go stand in that gap. Uh, you know, there's there, the food pantry needed help and there was a need. So I went and stood in that gap and it turned into a, a long-term thing. I've been doing that for years now. Uh, so yeah, I just, I want to be able to stand in the gap. That's awesome. I, I love that. Love it. And I love that after one of those episodes, that's, uh, that's something that you picked up on makes me, makes me feel good. Cause it makes me, you know, it, it, I realize that people, you know, are actually, you know, paying attention and, and listening, listen, right. Listen. You know? And, uh, so thank you for that. I, I, you know, I appreciate it. And, um, and it's amazing that, uh, I, I love it. I love the commitment. It's fantastic. Um, have you, is there been one, any kind of major hurdle that you've come across? Um, I know we talked about a little bit of the health stuff at, at the beginning and why you got into the fitness industry. Um, and now that you've been balancing and trying to manage all of this stuff at once, has there been one singular thing that, that you've had to overcome with all, with all of this, or is it just kind of, is time the, the major the major one. It seems like time's the major one with, with a lot of the guests. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I would agree with that. Time is the big thing. There's, there's just, you know, there's only so many hours in a day and so many things you can do. Um, And uh, your schedule fills up quick when you have a lot of irons in the fire. So like I said, I've had to say no to some things. And if I had more time, I I would absolutely do that. I I, I would take those more things on, but you know, something's got to give somewhere, you know, you've got, you've always got to compromise something. And it's, that's one of the things I, I talk about with, with my fitness clients is, you know, I'm not, I'm not the kind of trainer that browbeats you and why, why'd you eat that? And you no, know, you enjoy it. Great. But you know, there, there's always going to be a trade-off. There's always going to be a compromise somewhere. And uh, yeah, if, if I say no, uh, say yes to more things, then I have to say, maybe I have to say no to my family a little bit more. So, and that's something I definitely don't want to do. Yeah, I agree. And that's, that's what sucks. It's, you know, most often it is your family that gets cut out of the equation, mm-hmm. you know, family or friends, one of the two. And, yeah. and, and I think that's because we know they'll understand, or yeah. at least we think they'll understand. Yep, I agree. Um, and it sucks. I mean, and it's not, and I think for most people, it's not, uh, um, it's not intended, right? It, you know, you're not, intentionally going out there to cut family time away it's you know you we <laughs> i had a problem saying saying no to a lot of stuff right and then you know unfortunately that affected me being home and yeah. um you know one of the reasons why i i chose the the business that i that i that i have is because i can do this from home i'm in my house now you know so i can be close to my family close to my son close to my wife and um you know, be available for them if, if need be, you know, um, talking about the, 
future now, what do you envision? Where do you envision yourself in the next, in the next few years, you know, with your fitness industry, you know, I, I hope to, now that I know that you're presenting at more conferences and stuff like that, I, you know, I really hope uh, that if that's something you want to do, start presenting more and, and, you know, getting your name out there because, you know, fitness in the, in the fire services, you know, it, it goes hand in hand and yeah, you know, the more, more people talk about it, the better. And, um, you know, hopefully it sparks some people to, you know, to take up fitness a little more, a little bit more seriously, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the next, you know, few years, where do you, where do you see yourself? And, and, and I, I'm really hoping that, that the writing and the, and the, and the speaking leads to, to more of that kind of thing. When I first got into this, I, I, I absolutely did not envision that being the direction I'd go. Uh, you know, when I first got into it, I was hardcore in a triathlon and I saw myself as, as the, the top triathlon coach in the area. And, you know, the, as, as you know, businesses evolve, you know, you, you go in with, with an idea of how things are going to go and, you know, life and the Lord leave you in, lead you in different directions. So uh, I, I went from, yeah, I'm going to be this awesome triathlon coach. And I now work, I work mostly with older adults and, uh, and uh, I, I do a lot of uh, a lot of group uh, a lot of group strength stuff. So uh, I, I think the the writing, the speaking, reaching out to more more groups is going to help me get more people. Uh, so I, I'd really love to see that evolve more. Yeah, absolutely, and I and I think it will. You know, because it's more or less your your brand awareness, the brand aware, the brand of Roy. Yeah. Right. And uh, the more and more you get yourself out there, the better. And, um, you know, the more people are going to be able to find you. And I hope that people listening to this episode will find you, right? We'll, you know, at the end, we'll ask where uh, people can get a hold of you and stuff. And, um, you know, and I hope people look, look you up. I know you said you've looked up a couple uh, of my guests in the past and that's, that's what it's all about, right? I mean, if we can start creating a, a place to where, you know, you can come and, and, and listen to people's stories to say, you know what, I really connected with that guy or girl, you know, is it, maybe I should reach out to him, you know, him or her and, and, um, you know, maybe we can connect on, you know, X, Y, and Z and you're, you know, hopefully we're providing some education, but we're also hopefully providing some, um, some personal connections as, as we're going along as well. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I have, I have felt like, man, I just, I have so much in common with this person. We need to touch base. Awesome. Very cool. And there's one thing that you, you said, um, just a second ago was being able to adapt, uh, in your oh, business. Wow. And, you know, for, for those of us that own businesses, um, you know, it's in those that maybe are looking to, um, you know, start a business, being able to adapt is such a huge quality for, for an entrepreneur. Um, because if you don't, I feel like when times do change or when times get rough, or maybe you need to, um, you know, to shake and groove a certain way and you don't, and you stay status quo, I, I really think that's when businesses fail. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I think that it is a huge, huge um, um, quality of an entrepreneur that that needs to be, you know, at the at the top of your priority list. And I'm not saying to change all the time for every little thing, but yeah. you know, but when you see, yeah, there's that level of resilience that you need, yes, in, in firefighting and in business. Agreed. Yeah, firefighting too, because uh, one of the things that firefighters hate the most is change. <laughs> but then the other thing 
is they hate the way the things that <laughs> things are. <laughs> we talk about it all the time. And yep. I, you know, we all laugh about it. And then we're like, oh, and then it goes right back to that saying. And it's like, come on, guys. You know, let's let's embrace some change every once in a while. And it's hard. You know, it, it is hard at, at the firehouse and it's hard in the business sometimes or or realistically. I mean, take, you know, take a look at you, right? Mm-hmm. You you had to embrace change to have that transformation that you did. Yeah. And look what it's done for you. It's changed your life completely in, oh, yeah. in, into yeah. such a positive direction. Yeah. And and I've been able to reach so many people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, final thoughts. So we've talked about a lot. We hit a lot about your, you know, your past and present, um, you know, where you were at, where you want to be. Um, you know, we're talking to, you know, uh, business owners, we're talking to fellow entrepreneurs or people that, you know, want to start a business, perhaps. Um, we're also talking to a lot of people in the non-for-profit space, uh, me being one. And, you know, I know there's a few others that listen. Um, if you could give, uh, you know, one or two things or one or two um, tidbits of advice, what would you say to your previous self about your entrepreneurial journey and, and um, you know, maybe something that you wish you would have did in the past that uh, you would have told your previous self? Look at, look at relationships as, as partnerships. Um when I was younger, everything was adversarial. Uh, you know, it's you, you, you against the other guy, and you're going to win because the other guy's going to lose. And that's 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 not how things that's not how things work. Um, I've learned, especially over the last several years, it's it's about developing that community involvement, developing developing the partnerships. And I read a book called The Go Giver uh, a little while back, and man, that that just it really changed my outlook. Be a go giver. Uh, and it, that doesn't mean you would give away everything for free, but it means that, you know, I think Henry, Henry Ford once said the, the guy who's successful is the one who, uh, can use his creative talents to figure out how much he can give for a dollar rather than how much he can give for a dollar. So. I absolutely love that. Love that quote. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I totally, totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. Um, well, Roy, I appreciate you coming on today. Um, I you've been a fantastic guest. Thank you for listening to the podcast, uh, you know, previously. And uh, you know, so for the people that are listening now, uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Is it a website address, email address? Uh, what would you like to put out there for for the audience? Uh, all my socials, email, everything are right there at uh, www.roysmalley.us. So I, I invite anybody to reach out if they if they just have questions about fitness, I'm happy to answer any questions they've got, stress management. Um, I don't nickel and dime people. I, if, if you want to work long-term, that's a different story. But uh, if you've got questions about, about fostering or adoption, um, we've got, uh, we've got a, a family of special needs. So um, if you've got a you know, foster child with, who comes from a, a, a background of, uh, of a tough life and just want to unload with somebody, we know what's going on there. Uh, our daughter has spina bifida. So if you want to connect with another family that that uh, that works around that, absolutely reach out. I love it. I love it. And I hope that uh, any anybody listening now will reach out to Roy uh, with any of those uh, concerns or, hey, maybe they just want to talk and see how 
you know, see how you did it. And uh, love, but love connecting I, with other people. Absolutely. Um, again, Roy, thank you so much for coming on, taking the time out of your busy busy schedule to talk. Uh, you know, I I hope that uh, you know we have you on again soon. All of Roy's uh, contact information is going to be in the bottom of the show notes. And uh, please reach out to him. Um, you know, if you'd like to connect um, about anything that he's talked about today. Um, again, man, it was a pleasure, and uh, I hope to have you on again soon. Oh, the pleasure was all mine, honestly. Thanks, Roy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the First Do Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you like our show, please hit that subscribe button below and leave a five-star review. If you're a first responder that also runs a business or maybe you're looking to start a business, check out our Facebook group for tips. Thank you again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.